0: This is ARN, the American Racing Network.
1: Drivers, start your engines! Get ready, strap
2: in, and hold on. We're getting the dream starting right now.
3: It's a pretty basic understanding. I'm always going to speak my mind and I'm not going to hold back. I don't even know how that works. It's an entertainment sport, not a fair sport.
0: You're shifting gears on ARN with Alan Bailey.
3: Welcome on
4: in GearHeads, this is Shifting Gears number 108 on September 13th, 2018. I'm Alan Bailey, want you involved in the program as always. At Hey Alan Bailey, or you can go to at Shifting Gears Go. You can also use the hashtag Shifting Gears to get involved in this conversation. We will get to your tweets later, but first, story time. I'm not in our usual Los Angeles area studios. No, instead, I'm coming to you from basically a broom closet at the South Point Hotel and Casino from NASCAR Playoff Media Day. 2018 as we get ready for the first round of the playoffs here at the las vegas motor speedway oh just 20 minutes up the road so we'll get into a ton of interviews later on on the program and in no particular order eric Ambarola, brad keselowski chase elliott clint boyer eric jones jimmy johnson kevin harvick kurt bush Kyle Busch, and Kyle Larson all going to be joining us on the program to talk about everything that's on their minds heading into the playoffs. But first, let's kick things off as usual with our hot topics. Brad Keselowski wins two Crown Jewel races in two weeks, the Southern 500 two weeks ago and the Brickyard 400 just this last Monday. It's the first NASCAR win at Indy for the captain, Roger Penske, and NASCAR starts its playoffs this weekend in Las Vegas, Justin Allgaier added to his already impressive 2018 season by winning at Indy, getting his fifth win of 2018 before the Xfinity playoffs begin after this weekend in Las Vegas. Casey Kane will be sitting out the next three races due to dehydration and other issues with his body in the Cup car that happens during the race. Regan Smith will replace him. Kane is in his final full-time year in Cup. Jack Roush confirmed this week that Trevor Bain will not return to the number 6 Ford in 2018 and that Bain is free to explore other options. Jamie McMurray is also out of a ride for 2019. Chip Ganassi confirmed Monday that McMurray has an offer on the table to drive the 2019 Daytona 500 and then move into a management role with the team, but McMurray has not made a decision yet. The 2018 IndyCar season wraps up this weekend in Sonoma. Dixon and Rossi will battle in wine country for the title this weekend, with Dixon holding a commanding point lead. Later on in the program, if we have time, but I know he just hates sleep so much. Trent Rush, he might actually be sleeping for the first time this week right now during the program. Kind of hope not. He's Angel's radio reporter, and he's a racing nut. Want to talk to him about the playoffs kicking off for NASCAR, but if we don't have time, I'm kind of perfectly okay with that, to be frank. I don't know, we'll see. At Hey Allen Bailey and also at Shifting Gears Go in order to get involved in the program. I want you involved early and often. We will be getting to your tweets a little bit later on, but I know what you want. You want me to get to some of the drivers I talked to earlier today before they went and ripped up Las Vegas Boulevard earlier today, so we'll do that. Wanna start with Kevin Harvick. He's kind of the guy who's on the cappert seat. He's one of the big three. And oh by the way, he has the most wins on the season. And Kevin second raced it out here in Vegas. It's a little hotter than uh, than we're used to out here. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, you know different than,
5: than what it was in the spring. And I and I think as we go through the weekend, it'll it'll definitely add another element to it uh, to to be able to um, you know make your car run fast. It's going to have less tape on it. The engine's going to run hotter. You're going to be hotter inside the car. The tires are going to be hotter. The surface is going to be hotter. There's just a there's there's no way that the elements aren't going to affect everything that we do. Uh, in some way shape or form this weekend
4: and what do you do to prepare for a race where it is going to be hotter ice packs does your diet change dramatically um, nothing
5: nothing really changes you know i think as as we've gone through the summer we've we've already been to a number of uh, pretty warm races so that our guys do a good job of, of prepping the car with you know good insulating uh, good insulation on the on the floor and headers and fans and things so we,
4: we're, um, we're 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 well versed in in uh, being prepared for a hot race and you have the most wins this year so far, and it makes you wonder, because you have capitalized when it counts, what do you do in order to make sure that you get all the way to Homestead now? Because those wins are great, but they don't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, there's no guarantees. You just take it a week at a
5: time, and, and uh, you know, hopefully you, know, you have some good success and, and see where you fall.
4: Looking at the next ten weeks the roval is kind of the big question mark love the fact that we're seeing more road course racing on the schedule do you think that this is a step in the right direction
5: i, I think yeah, i don't have a problem with a with a third um, road race on the schedule you know i think a unique event such as the roval is is a great thing um i think it's good for for our sport um you know as far as from a competitor standpoint it's you know it's a little bit uh unnerving to to know that there's so many unknowns but we'll learn those and and um, you know, I think that's that's going to be a survival race, and, and we'll see how it all falls.
4: With the roval in this first round, does that put extra pressure on Vegas this weekend, Richmond next weekend? You know, right now we're
5: just focused on Vegas and and, and trying to get everything that we can out of this weekend, and then we'll evaluate where we are and um, see what we need to do for Richmond and, and do the same thing when we're done for Rich with uh, with Richmond.
4: Now, looking at the next ten weeks, what is something that you think that you guys need to improve upon just a little to make sure that you not only get to Homestead but win Homestead?
5: Uh, we just need to keep doing what we've been doing and, and uh, control the things that, that we can control, and,
4: and um, that's really all you can do. We're in Vegas, and if you had to put money on the four drivers that would go to Homestead to compete for this championship, besides yourself, who are the other three? I never waste money in Vegas. <laughs> uh, smart man. Good luck. Thank you. I think Kevin's got something there with the not wagering money in Vegas thing. It actually makes sense, but what's that saying? you gotta w- you got to play to win or something like that, but... Kevin Harvick, he's kind of the guy to beat, or at least one of the guys to beat, and out of everyone I talked to today, both on-mic and off-mic, Kevin definitely had the most confidence. He was most sure of himself. Everybody else is kind of, meh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. One guy that had negative energy, he had none compared to his usual self, is the, not even reigning, but he's the seven-time champ, Jimmy Johnson, just It feels like somebody kicked his puppy. He's having a very tough year. Barely made the postseason, and now he knows he's probably going out round one. Jimmy, you're kind of in an interesting position because you've never been in this position, uh, not having wins going into the postseason. Are is it kind of like, well, we've got nowhere to go here from up, or is it like, well, we really got to work on some stuff here for you guys?
6: Oh no, we've got plenty of work to do. Um, You know, we're not overly focused on. Championship on uh, on different elements being you know the four team or the seventy eight team we're we're much more looking inside of ourselves we know the championship is here we know it's time we know we need to win but you know we're we're really still internally looking at ourselves and what we can do better how we can do that how we can execute better um, instead of picking our our nemesis and trying to you know go after somebody or picking our rival um i hope that changes quickly and i hope we can get back to the way we've been in the past where there's a clear favorite it might be us might be somebody else but you know whoever that target is um focus on them and figure out how to beat them that's that's the place i want to get back to
4: is it one thing or any one thing or is it just across the board just make
6: everything a little bit better for you guys right now yeah it's in today's world it's not one thing so uh you know, it's it's a lot. It's a little in a lot of areas. So, um, we're we're turning over every rock we can find. What's it like for you being back here in Vegas for a second race
4: date for the first time? It's a little hotter than normal.
6: Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's different. Although I did grow up, you know, out on the West Coast and spent a lot of time racing here from two wheels to four. I'm I'm used to this hot desert heat, and uh, I've always felt like the uh, the spring race just isn't vegas to me it's it's cool it's cold it's not what vegas is about Um, so i'm excited for this you know late summer race and and really doing it in vegas style and everybody's talking about the roval what are your thoughts about the roval same as everybody else we're we're
4: not sure what to expect good luck in 2018 great thank you i don't know i have a feeling that jimmy johnson is just kind of counting the days for this season to end, whether or not they have a new car for next year, whether or not something changes for 2019. Who knows? Him and Chad are locked in. And they won seven titles. They just can't figure this car out. And Hendrick Motorsports as a whole doesn't really have a lot going on. They have one win with Chase Elliott. And other than that, not a whole lot. It's been a rough year for Hendrick Motorsports. One guy that's not in his rookie year, but... uh, Kind of his sophomore year, and it kind of feels like a rookie year because he's a little bit more consistent, is Eric Jones. He won at Daytona and punched his ticket into the postseason, but he's still kind of not necessarily there. Eric Jones, first playoff appearance. How's it feel?
7: It's good, man. I mean, um, last year we really wanted to make the playoffs and just just missed out on it. So this year, um, you know, it's great to be part of the championship hunt. I mean, that's what you want to do at the end of the day is be in that chase and be in that fight. And we've got an opportunity to uh, you know to do it, so we'll see how how it all works out. But I'm definitely excited to be a part of it.
4: And you're kind of coming in with those bonus points because of that excellent first win in Daytona. What was the Daytona win like for you?
7: It was a huge moment. I mean, um, you know, highlight of our year so far for sure. It, it it's what I always wanted to do was you know to be a winner in the Cup Series and to accomplish that goal. And do it at Daytona was really neat. you know it was a track that's obviously special to the sport and has a great history and and do it there was um was really cool. so one I won't forget you know for sure it's it's definitely kind of leapfrogged our year after that with consistency and the way we've ran was i think due to a lot to the momentum from that win, and uh, it's really pushed us here and into a good run here in the last couple of months
4: and looking at these next 10 weeks everybody here is talking about little things that they can do to improve their season what's the one thing that you think that you guys need to work on for not only getting through the playoffs but getting to homestead
7: well there's uh there's there's a few things we can do to uh to continue to work on it and continue to get better and um i think we've really grown a lot as a group and as a team and as as a driver i feel like i've grown and We've done a good job of taking bad races and, and getting good finishes out of them, and that's what we got to keep doing. But for us, I think we just need to find a little bit more speed. That's If we could find a little bit more speed, we'd be in a really, really good spot. So that's uh, that's the last thing we're trying to get. And looking
4: at it, your, uh, your teammate and your corporate teammate, they're kind of two of the three guys that we're looking at right now. Are you guys kind of like leaning over their shoulder, going, "Hey, what are you guys working on?" And taking from them, or or are they kind of like you know hiding their paper during the test right now?
7: No, it's wide open. I mean, we can see all that they run. Um, I drive a pretty different setup a lot of weekends than what Kyle and Martin drive. I've I've tried to drive their stuff, and I have drove their stuff in the past, and it's worked out okay. But uh, Chris and I have kind of stayed to you know stuck to our guns and run what uh, we think is right, and it's it's given us some good speed here as of late. So. I think that's been good. I think there's something to say for everybody being on a little bit different package. I think it helps the team as a whole learn. Um, but we can't see what they've got. You know, if it comes down to it, we can throw in whatever we need from them. And
4: what's it feel like to be back at Vegas for a second race for the first
7: time? It's kind of weird, honestly. Um, it's weird being out west right now. Like, uh, you know, it just feels like we, sh- we should be back over at, uh, I guess, Loudon would have been this race. So it- it's-, it's odd, but it, uh, it feels good. You know, it's cool to have a big big stage for uh for the playoffs kickoff and um you know be able to do all this media out here it kind of feels like almost postseason like champions week to me yeah that's what it's felt like today for sure it feels like there was one point I, we were sitting down in the green room getting ready to do the uh the trackside live deal and I, I was thinking man i feel like we're i feel like we should be going to the banquet tomorrow night so <laughs> it was kind of weird but it's uh it's definitely been cool to do all this stuff no banquet but you could head to the bull
4: ring if you want
7: maybe yeah we could do that we might I might go out to the dirt race tonight and uh, and watch that. So it'd be fun. Good luck in 2018. Hopefully we'll see you in Homestead. All right, sounds good. Thanks.
4: The dirt race is kind of like the unsung event this weekend with the NASCAR playoffs happening with IndyCar's uh, championship wrapping up this weekend in Sonoma. Nobody's talking about this great dirt race that's happening out of the Bullring. I mean, uh, I'm going to go. I kind of hope I see you there. And I know I'm going to see a handful of drivers, there that can make it. And one driver that is so under the radar right now, it's not even funny, is Eric Amarola. He moved over to the 10 car at Stuart Haas Racing this season, having the best year of his career statistically, hasn't rattled off a win yet. He He's giving the 10 car the best run it's had ever. And he made the postseason, and yet... He just is going unnoticed. So the one guy that nobody seems to be talking about is you, which I find odd because you're kind of having one of the better years of your career so far at Stuart Haas. What's it like to just be at Stuart Haas in 2018 right now?
8: Well, it's been fun. Uh, show up to the racetrack every week with fast cars and, and uh, you know, have, to, have the opportunity to run up in the top five, top ten, and put yourself in position to win races. That's, that's what it's all about. That's why we go to the racetrack. We love uh, We love to compete. We love to to run up front and have a chance to uh, get our picture taken with the trophy at the end of the night. So, um, you know, I think this is, uh, it's been a career year for me and, and, you know, hopefully uh, we'll continue to have really good cars in the playoffs and um, we could surprise a lot of people.
4: And, Looking at the next ten weeks, everybody's talking about on ways that they can improve and what they need to do in order to get better to make it to homestead for you in order to become one of the final four What's something that you think you guys need to work on?
8: yeah, I think just putting a whole race together, I think that's one of the biggest things we need to do better at is just you know from start of the weekend to the checkered flag fallen. We need to you know, execute and do everything perfectly um, from, from start to finish of the weekend. And I think if we do that, we have the capability of winning races.
4: I mean, looking at all these next 10 weeks here, what do you think is kind of like the one or two races that you're going, yeah, we're really good there. We can actually capitalize on that race.
8: A bunch of them, really. But, you know, looking directly ahead, I think, I think we could, you know, run really well at Vegas. I think we could run really well at Richmond. Uh, the Roval's an unknown for everybody. So, uh, these you know, these next few weeks ahead, I think, uh, you know, should be good opportunities for us. What's your thoughts on the Roval because it's such an unknown right now? I'm trying to not think about it, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm trying to not worry about it till uh, till the week of and, and just really focus on, you know, each – each race weekend
4: that uh, we have on our plate that week. And looking at your teammates, they've all had success in 2018. Are you guys kind of taking notes and comparing notes right now so you can try to improve and get into victory lane?
8: Yeah, we are. I mean, I think the that will continue to happen. And, and as time goes on in the playoffs, it'll start becoming more every man for himself. And, um, but, you know, right now uh, something really to be proud of is is the uh, is, is the, you know, the – the way that we've worked together at Stuart Haas Racing, we've got all four cars in the playoffs, and um, you know that's a that's a true testament to everybody back at the shop and everybody getting these cars prepared and ready to go race. Well, good
4: luck in 2018. We'll see you out there this weekend. All right, thanks, Bud. Out of every organization in the Cup Series, Stuart Haas Racing has their head hung high and deservedly so. They put every single one of their drivers in the postseason. Now, the goal is you want to hopefully get all four into the Final Four at Homestead, Miami. But realistically, that's probably not going to happen. I'd argue you have two, maybe three drivers that really, really, really have a shot at making those Final Four. But Eric Amarola is definitely the guy who's the odd man out here. Now, I don't think he's a bad driver. I don't think it's equipment. I think that, frankly... The cars at the 10 car organization and and with that team have been so poor for the last five, six seasons, however long Danica Patrick was in that ride, that they had no idea what to do. And they're kind of like starting over. It's kind of like a brand new team. They're playing catch-up. And even though they have teammates who have great setups and know what they're doing, they still have to put this all together. I think the latter part of this year in the playoffs right now or next season, he's going to fire on all cylinders and he'll be doing exactly what Clint Boyer's doing right now, possibly Kevin Harvick at some point. But I think that he definitely just needs a little bit more time and he'll get there. Now, all day long out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, the thing that has been happening is the drivers are going from media outlet to media outlet, all the different radio partners, all the different TV partners, NASCAR itself, digital, uh, different outlets, and they're just basically doing the same interviews. And they have to essentially wait for the next interview behind the guy who's in front of them. And in that time frame, some drivers... Bush brothers have actually found a way to fall asleep and that's kind of been the running joke of media day is the fact that Kyle Bush and his brother Kurt Bush can literally fall asleep anywhere in any position and there's some fantastic photos at Shifting Gears Go that you have to go check out because I think it's absolutely hysterical that Kurt and Kyle Bush The two drivers from Vegas epitomize Vegas perfectly. They can fall asleep anywhere in any position. These guys are awesome. And I talked to Kyle earlier, and I somehow walked away with all my limbs intact. So for me, I think it was a good day so far. Kyle, looking at the next 10 weeks, what's the one thing that you guys are going to have to really improve upon in order to not only get to Homestead, but win Homestead?
9: Uh, I think the biggest thing right now is, uh, you know, through the s- summer months when we were going back and forth and battling with Harvick for wins and things like that, we were, um, I wouldn't say we were perfect, but our, our mistakes weren't that large, and right now we're kind of making some mistakes, and so we need to clean that up driver-wise, crew-wise, um, you know, crew chief-wise, I think all of us can clean up our act a little bit and we can get better that way. Looking at uh,
4: just the entire field, the one thing that everybody seems to be talking about is everybody seems to need or want to improve on pit road. Is that something that you guys or you think that you're very strong in or you think you need to improve a little?
9: Uh, like I said, yeah, I mean, there's there's room for improvement in every aspect of what we got going on right now. You know, earlier on in the season, we were really, really good on pit road and we were winning races because we were beating people off of pit road. And uh, right now we're not doing that. So certainly that uh, that's something that we can improve on. We're back in Vegas. Uh, first time ever, we're back here for a second date.
4: What's it f- like for you to be in your hometown again for a second race date and in particular
9: dealing with this heat? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a warm one. I've never been out here for September races, you know, so uh, it's been a long time anyways when I raced short track stuff. But, uh, you know, being out here in March, you can certainly attack the racetrack differently than I think you're going to be able to attack it here in September. So uh, we'll see what happens. But overall, you better have a good feel for what's going on and, um, and having a good driving race car.
4: And the big question that everybody is talking about, it's the one race that everybody's kind of worried about, the Roval. Is it something that you guys are just hoping you win the next couple of weeks and uh, lock yourself into the next round, or are you going to the Roval going, no, we gotta we got to win that?
9: Uh, I mean, if you can win and you can knock yourself through, then that's the way you want to do it, right? But, um, you know, if you have good, solid top five finishes, you're still going to go to the Roval and try to win that thing as well, too. You know, it's going to be a race of survival, so you just got to make sure that you're doing everything right and how you need to be doing it uh, to get through that race and hopefully not get caught up in traffic and somebody else's mess and mistake. So, um, you know, Talladega is the same way, though, you know, so I think that you've kind of got that dynamic in each round of the playoffs when you look at it. Uh, First round with the Roval, second round with uh, Talladega, and even the third round with Martinsville, you know, kind of unknowns. If you had to put money on the Final Four, which drivers will be in the Final Four? Who do you think is going to make it to
4: Homestead, including yourself?
9: Um, if I had to put money on it today, I would probably go with the uh, the same Final Four as there was last year. I mean, those just kind of seem like the strongest guys right now and the ones that are making the most noise. I kind of have to agree with you. Good luck, Kyle. All right, thanks.
4: And I do. I, uh, I absolutely agree. And I'm not saying, oh, NASCAR has come nowhere in the last year, although that kind of is the case. I'm just saying that those same teams that were on fire last season still know what they're doing this season, and statistically speaking, they stand the chance to make the playoffs, make the Final Four in Homestead this year. Now, there could be a flat tire, there could be an engine going down, there could be an accident at the Roval that completely takes out one of the big three, but it's not necessarily a guarantee. And if that's the guarantee to get your favorite driver into the postseason— uh, you need to go ahead and just not not make that bet here in Vegas not not at all One guy that I was absolutely excited to talk to, Brad Keslowski, he literally went from having a good resume to having a Hall of Fame resume in two weeks, and I'm not saying like, oh, this is what's gonna put him and catapult him into the Hall of Fame, but he's a driver who has a number of wins under his belt over twenty. He has a championship. And now he added the Southern 500, and then a week later, a Brickyard 400, two of the Crown Jewels. Boom, boom, just like that. He gets a Daytona 500. You can't win anything else in this sport. And I don't necessarily think he needs that Daytona 500 to stamp his uh, ticket into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I think he'll eventually get there on his own, even though he's rubs some people at NASCAR the wrong way and some people in NASCAR, uh, in the garage area as well. But I think Keselowski definitely is hall of fame caliber. And I asked him about it. Well, the last couple of weeks have been very interesting for you. You went from being a great driver to being hall of fame contender. I'm dare say
3: here with these two crown jewel races. How's that feel for you, Brad? It's been incredible to, to win these, uh, two races that have, you know, eluded us for so long. And, and of course, are some of the biggest races in the series I really feel honored by that.
4: And for you to give just just your owner that win at Indy,
3: yeah, he has caught a few, but never in NASCAR. What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, we, we've tried so hard for Roger Penske. Five second-place finishes uh, at the Brickyard in the NASCAR race uh, and no wins just felt like a tragedy. And uh, uh, Roger Penske has, uh, has done so much there. Uh, it, he was definitely due. And uh, I'm glad that we were able to deliver it for him as a team.
4: And just that is a heck of an upswing for you and your team going into these playoffs.
3: You feel like you're going to just ride this, hopefully, all the way to Homestead? Well, that's the plan. You, know, you want to make the most of your wins and the success. The reality is, is that it doesn't count for much. We've got to go deliver the next 10 weeks, um, and, and that pressure is on us as it is everyone else, uh, and it's also an opportunity other than the big three who are the teams you're kind of looking at
4: uh hey we got to beat those guys in order to get into uh
3: homestead well I, I think my teammate Ryan Blaney's is going to really surprise some people this year he's been really really strong uh and I think the Hendrick cars are, are pretty good and the rest of the Gibbs cars look pretty good
4: it, obviously you have a couple of races that you kind of have to I don't want to say watch out for but you have to enter with
3: a certain precaution the
4: Roval's got to be on your mind
3: yeah the Roval is just going to be lethal there, there's no way around that it's a tough track uh, it's meant to be tough uh, but there's going to be a lot of chaos there and you're not going to want to go to that racetrack down on points that's for sure and you look at this season there was a schedule shakeup this year we're here in Vegas for the first
4: time in the playoffs we have the Roval now Richmond's in uh, the playoffs you like
3: this you like the schedule shifts it doesn't need more there's often been, There's there's been some nice changes to the NASCAR playoffs with the schedule this year that I really really do appreciate uh, with adding Richmond I think that's good and Um, I think we'll see how it all plays out. Good luck, and hopefully we'll see you in Homestead. Sounds great. Thank you.
4: The schedule conversation has come up in the NASCAR garage area again because NASCAR drivers, the people who work in the garage, NASCAR media members, we want to see a change. We're kind of sick of going to the same places every single year, and I think NASCAR fans are in that exact same position. The thing that I think is interesting is NASCAR this season Didn't make wholesale changes. They didn't blow up the schedule. But NASCAR actually did make some changes. They moved the Brickyard race to the final race in the regular season. I applaud that. However, nobody thought about weather and it rained out all weekend and we had to race on Monday. That was interesting, let's just say. Um, Vegas... Adding the second date, I applauded that. I've been calling for that for a while now. And we're out here this weekend. It's 100 degrees in the shade. It's going to be upwards of 110, 120 in those cars come Sunday. I feel for these guys. And that's something that NASCAR has to consider as well when doing the schedule. Now, adding Richmond into the playoffs, I love it. Adding a road course into the playoffs, absolutely brilliant. Going to an untested experimental Frankenstein road course. No, probably not the best idea, NASCAR. Hopefully it'll work out. Hopefully it's not just going to be, you know, one giant wreck fest, but we can't really tell, unfortunately. Now, got a chance to talk to Kyle Larson as well. And Larson, eh, he's not having a good year. He's not having a bad year. He's just having kind of an average year. Kyle Larson, we're heading into these next 10 weeks. You got 16 hungry guys here. What's it going to take to beat them? Uh, Just a solid, you know, 10 weeks of racing.
10: Um, You got to be up front, you know, every lap, every race, you know, try to rack up as many points as you can and hopefully get some wins while you're doing that. So I feel like our team's gotten a lot better here recently, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
4: It does seem like you guys are kind of in the bit of an upswing going into the playoffs here what's the one thing that you think that you guys need to work on as a team in order to really knock through and get that victory in twenty eighteen
10: uh yeah we need to clean up our, our pit stops I think if we wanna you know contend for a championship that's been our our biggest weakness but um you know we've gotten our speed and our cars better uh we just haven't executed you know perfectly here the last few weeks so um
4: you know if we can clean up some stuff we'll we'll be able to contend for some more wins. And looking at this first round, everybody's talking about the Roval and the unknown of the Roval. Does that put pressure on this weekend in Vegas and next weekend in Richmond?
10: Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it puts a little more pressure on the first round. Um, you know, I want to, I would, you know, definitely like to have a, a good, good start at Vegas, and then you know, Richmond. You know, if we can, you know, have a decent day there as well. You know, take a little bit of pressure off of the Roval, just you know, not knowing what to expect there. So, uh, it'll be interesting, though. Um, it's definitely a. Interesting race. So we'll see how it goes.
9: When we leave here and you do go to Richmond, and that's a short track action. You know, we, it's never been in the playoffs before. So how do you attack that track? And do you think there's, um, with some de- desperation, for lack of a better term, by some of these guys to kind of punch you?
3: front all the way. Uh,
9: I don't really know where that question went there, but so, <laughs> so is it going to be a rough race? And do you think that some of the guys that are in the back that don't have those stage wins and the points? You know, I mean, like a Johnson, like a like a, ba- a Bowman. Are they going to get rough with you guys trying to get up to the front? To I mean, I don't have any points either. <laughs> well,
10: I've <thought> you- <laughs> only got five, so, oh, yeah. um, and that's so are nothing. Are you going to get desperate? <laughs> no, I mean, I think it just depends on how Vegas goes. So, um, everybody races differently, too. So, you never, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but um, you don't
4: know until you get there. Yeah, nothing. So going into the playoffs with that in mind, not having those bonus points, are you guys going to start taking gambles and maybe staying out in order to get more stage wins, maybe heading into those stage uh, final laps? Um, I, don't think you can,
10: I don't think we can race any differently than we have uh, all year. You, know, you still need to position yourself you know, as far up in the field as you can for the last you know, couple runs of the race. So I, I, don't, I don't see us doing anything crazy like that. We've never done that really in the past. You know, we've never sacrificed our race to gain stage points. So um, I, don't, I don't think we'll race any differently, and um,
4: we should be fine. Good luck in 2018. Thanks. I mean, listening to Kyle right there, Kyle Larson, he's just really down and really, you know, is this over yet? Can I go home? I don't want to be here anymore. Like his body language the whole day was just leave me alone. I don't want to be here. And it's not so much that he hates doing media. It's not so much that he hates being in the cup series. It's that he knows he doesn't have a good car right now. They're not firing on all cylinders. There's a huge question mark as to not only who his teammate will be next year, but will he have a teammate next year? And on that mark, Guys in his garage area, guys on his team, could be fighting for jobs next year. So that adds more distraction. I think that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes at Chip Ganassi Racing than they want us to believe. So I, I'm just very mm, on him. I don't, I'm not counting on Kyle Larson to make even the final eight I don't think. I think he'll be out first round, maybe second round, but I don't. I don't anticipate to see him at Homestead. Uh, one guy that I think actually is going to be a final eight, if not final four, at Homestead, Kurt Bush, another local boy, and. You could just tell. He's excited. He likes being in Vegas. He likes being in his hometown, and he's ready to go. Kurt, you're in your hometown, and you're kicking off the playoffs in your hometown. This is very cool.
1: It's big. I love it for the city of Las Vegas, Um, you know, with all the sports and the movement right now of, um, you know, sports headed to Vegas with the Golden Knights here now, and the Raiders are on their way. I heard there's a new uh, AAA ballpark that's being built, and now for NASCAR to have two dates on the circuit. And to kick off the playoffs with Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, it's big. I love it. It's, uh, it's a trend in, in, in sports right now to um, find that new ticket, that cutting-edge thing that gives the fans that value that they're looking for. And I love the fact that we're here in Vegas to give it a shot. And the thing that
4: I love about this town is they embrace the night so welcomely, and they've always embraced NASCAR. But with the second date here this year, it just seems like this is more of a NASCAR town even more.
1: What's going to be fun is, you know, all these years of coming here in March, uh, that you don't have that feel of where you're going to the pool to relax and to go out in the sun and absorb the, the, the warm temperatures. And so this is pool, summertime weather, uh, and I hope that it blends in well with everybody's stay, either before race weekend or after race weekend. And that way it's a, it's a different feel. You know, a lot of tracks we go to. Uh, they have a, a couple summer dates, and they're both the same. This one here is way different because March it's usually 60 degrees out, and now we're going to have 100 degrees.
4: And that was always the funny joke, as you would always see people wearing the jackets and stuff now, but it just feels a whole lot different now. And you've got 16 guys here that can realistically win a championship. Other than the big four, who's the teams that you're kind of keeping an eye on going, yeah, we've got to beat
1: those guys? Uh, there's a huge group, 4th uh, to 16th, and once we get through a couple of the rounds of the playoffs, we'll see. I, I hope that we continue to move forward with the strength that we have on the, the 41 car, and that's with our consistency. Uh, we've finished uh, in the top 10 the last eight weeks straight, and we need nine weeks of that straight through, and I think that would get us to Homestead, and then we've got to win that thing. Right now, the champion has won Homestead the last few years. Do
4: you think that finishing in the top ten pretty much for the next ten weeks will get you to homestead in the final four? Or do you think you're going to have to rattle off a win, rattle off top fives as opposed to top tens?
1: No, I think uh, if you look at different numbers and statistics, uh, top tens will get you all the way there. Uh, that's what Brad Kozlowski did last year. Uh, but let's just say it's um, you know, me against Brad uh, to get into the, the, the final spot. Uh, we're going it, to it'll be like a gloves off battle at Phoenix to to get that spot. And we might be both racing for fourth and fifth out on the track or we might be racing for the win. And it's going to come down to that. Like it, I think with the way the big three have their bonus point cushion, that's going to help them all the way through the playoffs. Uh, a lot of anxiety, a lot of unknowns and a lot of uh, you know interesting, uh, unique things are going to come out of the roval it is a cutoff race it's a very important race to have a, a smooth day and right now based off of testing nobody's had a smooth day getting around that track so it puts emphasis on vegas and it puts emphasis on richmond and right now i think everybody's looking at richmond like man i want to win that that way i don't have the stress of the roval Did you test it? Yeah. i've been there twice and they changed the, the track layout since the last time that i was there and the tire's going to be a little bit different since the last time I tested, and now I've been doing simulation work with Ford, uh, going over to the simulator and making laps and trying to be as comfortable as I can heading there.
4: And Kurt's a pro. Kurt is going to go into that race as prepared as anybody can be. I don't think anybody's going to be 100% prepared for that race when we get down to it, but you could tell. He's excited. He's ready to go. And I love the fact that he's selling NASCAR in Vegas. I've said the exact same thing for years. And the fact that a cup driver is vindicating what I say, eh, frankly, as a person, it makes me go a little, yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not full of it. Yeah. Also got a chance to talk to the guy who's kind of holding the flag on the top of the hill for Hendrick Motorsports right now. And if you listen to this interview, it's not necessarily gung ho. Chase Elliott, you're not exactly in the catbird seat here, but you picked up your first win this season, and that has to be a little bit of the relief off your shoulders, right?
2: Yeah, yeah I hope so. Obviously, you know, these final 10 are different you know, than uh,
4: than the first 26, so just getting the deal started and seeing where we stack up. Now, the big question that everybody's talking about is what's the race everybody's talking about? Obviously, the Roval is the one that everybody's talking about today.
2: Yeah, I man, just an unknown, you know, having never had a race there before you don't really know what to expect so you know we'll see what uh
4: we'll see what it brings soon enough with the roval coming does that kind of change the focus on the other races in the first round knowing that hey maybe we do have to get that win in order to lock ourselves in so we don't have to worry about the roval i don't think so i mean you
2: got to treat it treat it like another race you know yes there are unknowns but you know you don't know how those other races the other first two are going to go either so just take it a week at a time
4: out of all the 16 drivers here today, you've been the guy that's been consistently improving every single week and a lot can say a lot of people can say, man, Chase Elliott might actually be the guy to beat because he's peaking when the time counts. Does it feel like you guys are firing on all cylinders going into Vegas this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think we're in a good place mentally and I feel like we're been running a little better. You know, Indy was was a struggle, but aside from Indy, uh we've been solid, you know, not <clears throat> not dominant by any means, but solid. So yeah, man. I mean, who knows? You, you start this deal, and, and I, there's no point in even trying to guess because, cause you know, you just don't fully know how it's going to play or how you're going to stack up until
4: you get going, and uh, that's the goal. Now, besides the big three over here that have been winning a lot this season, who are the teams that you guys kind of know, hey, we have to beat those guys?
2: Well, there's 15 other people in the deal, so try to beat all of them, I reckon.
4: Good luck, Chase. Thank you. Thanks for the energy. Appreciate it. Love you, Chase. I mean, seriously, the guy, and granted, I guess kind of my fault because I was the first one to interview him today, but Chase, a little excitement, a little personality. I'm watching paint dry on the wall that's 10 times more exciting than you, pal. Come on. I mean, seriously. Going from the most boring vanilla interview of the day to one of the most interesting. Interviewing this guy is kind of like trying to interview a cat on a sugar high. It just, you don't know where it's going. And you gotta just kind of hold on and hope for the best. And that's exactly how I'm gonna describe Clint Boyer to you. Well, Clint, you're in one of the best years of your career. How's it feel going into these Final Ten? It's fun. Um,
0: It it feels good. It's time to, to use you know you turn this opportunity um into just that you know i I look at this as an opportunity to to really reestablish myself as a front runner and, and a capable driver within this sport but i want to do that along with my team this 14 team is is phenomenal we've won two races this year we've knocked on the door at a few more um two really recent with bristol and then um indy you know last weekend i mean we're capable of getting the job done And if we just get this much, you know, put together and and, and just turn a few things around and polish the edges up a
4: little bit, we can be a championship contender all the way down to Homestead. Clint, I don't know if anybody's told you, but you guys are leading laps constantly. You're constantly a threat to win. You are a serious contender. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's, again, that confidence that
0: that we have. Only success and only the things that you just said. Bring that. You can't just say, all right, we're 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 confident in, in, the, in our opportunity and optimistic that we can go do that. That success, the leading laps, running up front, knocking on that door, that's where the confidence comes from, and that's that wave that we're fixing to get on and hopefully
4: ride all the way to Homestead. And three of the four Stuart Haas forwards in victory lane already this season – it, that and all four in the playoffs by the way that's got to be a huge confidence boost for everybody at that shop
0: well it's a great deal of pride um only team that was able to do that um you know proud of that army behind these four cars back home at the shop uh, our engines doug yates and everybody in that engine shop is is second to none those are phenomenal um this is a hell of a wave for all of our drivers all of us are, are you know um, lucky enough to be riding right now and, and
4: again like i said hopefully we can ride that damn thing all the way to homestead and i mean looking at these next 10 weeks here homestead's the goal but one of the big obstacles other than talladega's got to be that roval yeah i mean it's a it's on everybody's
0: radar everybody's scared of it Every, you're always scared of the unknown right we don't know anything about it the only thing we know is is we've been on it to test and it was pretty sketchy we we tore up a lot of cars at the test with this sport and and for that reason alone, it's got everybody a little bit unnerved
4: about it. You think that you have to essentially win here in Vegas or next week in Richmond in order to kind of guarantee yourself and go, oh, I don't got to worry about that Roval. If you do that, you definitely don't kind of. You do guarantee you, you, you don't have to worry about the Roval. Um,
0: but there is no backing off. There's you're, you you got to get the most out. You might go on, but you still need to go there and get stage points and, and run for that that win. It's that way. That's the sport. That's the playoffs. That's how it was
4: designed, how it was intended for, and that's the way it is. Now, Kurt thinks that you can just go ahead and finish top 10 every week, and that'll more or less guarantee you into Homestead. You think it's got to be top fives and wins, or you think you can get away with just doing top 10s every week? I think single digits would get that. Um, you're going to have to knock on the door
0: you know, you're not just going to get two or three stage points here, two or three stage points there, and finish 10th and get all the way to Homestead. You're going to have to uh, to collect the top five stage points here and there, um, you know, and, and then you can single digit, you know, 6th to to ninth, and, and and probably get yourself there. Um, every year we see it, you know, you can lose a championship first race, I've Seen it every year. You know, you can't win the championship at Vegas, but you damn sure can lose it at Vegas. And then that's those that's the guy you don't want to be right now.
4: And we're in Vegas. You guys have anything fun planned for this weekend, or are you guys just kind of gritting out. your teeth? We was here Tuesday and had my fun. It's time to go to work.
0: <laughs> anything that you can tell us? Hell, it's Vegas. <laughs> There's only two things you can do. <laughs> right. Gamble and, well, I guess, you know, and, and be hungover. Those are the three things you do. <laughs> Hopefully not a combination of all of them at once.
4: Good luck. They all go hand in hand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Good luck, Clint. Thanks, man. So um, full disclosure, off the record, off mic, Clint told me what him and some of his buddies did out here um, a couple of days ago, and um, I'd love to tell you but the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department will not allow me to discuss ongoing investigations. Let me put it that way. I'm just saying that is their policy. I am not saying Clint Boyer or anybody at Stewart Haas Racing are currently under investigation by the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Please don't sue me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not half kidding right there. It's been... Interesting. Let me put it that way. Okay, let's go ahead and get into... I know, I'm going to follow that interview up with this, your tweets, right now.
8: I we really should have a Twitter account. Twitter is stupid, and Instagram is Twitter for people who can't read.
4: All right, let's get into it. This one from Ricky Stenhouse Jr. on Twitter. Didn't make the playoffs this year, tweeted this out. Really sucks not being a part of the playoff media day, just puts more motivation to keep continuing the improvements we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Does it? Does it, Rookie? I'm being serious. Jack is getting rid of your teammate, dumping him, for lack of a better term. Don't really have sponsorship pretty much for a second car. He says he wants to fill the second car, but he said that about the 16 car up until he said, Yeah, we're closing it. So potentially Roush Fenway Racing going down to one car in 2019, his second car doesn't have sponsors, doesn't have a driver. You have Matt Kenseth waiting in the wing, and you have Wyndham Hotel signed on for multiple years, quote unquote, and you have a couple of other sponsors for one-off races, but those could easily move over to the 17 and probably will. I think at this point, Ricky, my best advice to you as somebody who wants to see you succeed In your career and in life, leave Roush Fenway Racing because every single driver that has left Roush Fenway Racing has gone on to bigger and better things and only drastically improved their career. I'm just saying I have a lot of examples to prove that. Matt Kenseth for one, Mark Martin for another, Carl Edwards for a third. Those are all guys who, when they left Roush, they found a crazy amount of success. And for Trevor Bain, I think he's going to do the same. His Daytona 500 win came, row, for the Wood Brothers, not for Jack. I'm just saying, he couldn't even win for Jack. Jack has two wins in the last seven seasons. What? Yeah, that's true. Look it up. That is alarming. And get out of that team, Ricky. I'm just telling you. Best of to Trevor Bain. From Jimmy Johnson, Jimmy Johnson... It's amazing how nobody cares I'm in my fire suit walking through the Encore Hotel in Vegas. Hashtag Chasing eight. Jimmy, it's Vegas, pal. People walk through the hotel lobby in their birthday suits, and people barely bat an eye. You're wearing clothing. It's not really that odd. Plus, if I'm being honest, people are probably saying, Jimmy Johnson, didn't he retire? Huh. Well, he will after next year. Probably probably not confirmed just saying at drunken brian france any word on whether underachieving jamie mcmurray is taking that gig at the ganassi shop i can see it now jamie go to the supply room and separate the left-hand screws from the regular screws yeah i mean a management role what does that mean i i'm being serious when i say this i think chip is basically saying I I like you but uh, I want to win and uh, you're not marketable you're no longer a pretty boy I'm just saying get out of my car like that's basically what Chip is saying and he's giving him a pity position over at the shop coming in a couple days a week consulting probably I don't really know but that's more than likely what's happening Again, you can send your tweets at HeyAllenBailey, at ShiftingGearsGo. You can also use the hashtag ShiftingGears in order to get in on the conversation. Thank you for your tweets. I know we only read a couple of your tweets, but it's media day. I got to talk to drivers, and I got to hear from drivers, okay? And I know I'm going to hear about it, but very NASCAR-centric episode. You know why? It's media day. I'm literally, literally in a broom closet, basically, at... The South Point Hotel and Casino talking to NASCAR drivers all day. There's 16 of them in the room next to me. Guess what? They're probably half asleep. But guess what? I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to talk about that. IndyCars this weekend, not much talk there because Dixon's going to win it all. I can sit here and theorize, but it's all a bunch of bull at the end of the day. Not much happening in NHRA. Supercross is out of season right now. It's NASCAR time, my friends. Sorry, that's just what's happening in the world of motorsports. Sorry to tell you. No Biff in Sports Almanac this week because of time reasons. And I'm so sorry, Trent Rush. He's sleeping the two and a half hours that he sleeps per week right now. I'm so sorry, Trent. We can't get you on. He's the angel radio reporter and the racing fan. Just uh, you got to get those two hours. You're selfish. You're selfish, Trent, for getting just two hours of sleep this week. How dare you? Don't forget to subscribe to Shifting Gears on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and on the Tuned In app. And if you enjoy the program, leave us a five-star review and a comment. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. You can check out new episodes weekly, and you can follow the show at Shifting Gears Go. You can give me a follow at Bailey. For everybody here at the American Racing Network, thank you to NASCAR. Thank you to the South Point Hotel and Casino. Thank you to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I'm Alan Bailey. We'll see you at the track.